Jixan Singh scored deep into second half stoppage time the east bengal bench looked beyond gutted they were less than a minute away from winning their first game of the indian super league season when kerala blasters stole a point right at the death uh, to be fair to east bengal they did seem like an improved side after having picked up just one point from their first five games uh, anthony pilkington uh, showed commendable work rate in his new role as a target man and uh, so did jacks magoma who had moved to wide left uh, and it was magoma who had played that beautiful ball for uh, mohammad rafiq who was for the second game used in his more favored wide right position and the return of danny fox and scott neville both paired as uh, center backs added solidity to the defense Uh, we saw bikash jairu and surchandra singh as full backs offer pace and with sanas singh did a good job protecting the back four uh, but all this eventually came to nothing because uh, sahal abdul samad kept his cool and so did jixan to hand kerala blasters a point uh, i felt blasters were a bit wasteful in the final third but then again east bengal could have scored that second goal which they didn't and got punished for it what did you make of the game diman yeah i mean i agree with you uh, in the end the draw did seem like a fair verdict but uh, you know you got to feel for east bengal because when pilkington said that you know the result felt like a loss he was speaking possibly for the entire team mm. but also the result shows why they are where they are you mm. cannot not be sharp in the front third and hope mm. to win football games can you Hmm. and and you know more confident teams uh, would have punished sc east bengal in the way kerala blasters could not hmm. uh, it is just that it is possibly because kerala blasters are also pretty much in the same boat they're also looking for the first win they've scored hmm. a few more goals but that's about it so and they don't press as much as some of the other teams do so yet like you said you know they also had their chances and they got at least three free headers from set pieces which i think yeah uh, they could have scored too so so the draw yeah. was a fair result and no what bargar you know i think what's happening at sc east bengal now mm-hmm. should serve as a warning to everyone who thinks that the isl should have more teams i mean mm-hmm. it is a given it's a no brainer that a country of india size should have more teams should have a bigger longer league mm-hmm. but as things stand do we have enough players i'm not mm-hmm. so sure well i mean in that's an interesting point and i think as far as the broader point is concerned about us having a bigger league i think all of us agree we are on the same page that yes in the long run we do need 
a bigger league. Uh, but I think there is going to be an inevitable dip in the quality of ISL uh, from next season once the number of foreign players in every team is restricted mm. to four players. So right. it, it is absolutely true that we don't produce enough quality players. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know players in India simply don't get enough game time to develop yeah. out, throughout their careers. I mean, how many 15, 16-year-olds uh, do we see playing even 20, 25 games throughout a season for a single team at the local level? I mean, maybe right. one or two local leagues like SPL, Mizoram um, Premier League, they offer some decent game time to a few youngsters. But even those players struggle to make the transition to mm. senior football because, you know, there is this big gap in the pathway from youth football to senior football. Uh, you yes. simply don't get enough time to develop as a player. And that is a point... That you simply don't get enough games is what you mean. Yes, ex- you don't. Exactly. And I remember Sunil Chetri is one of the few players who has consistently stressed this point. Um, now you see Indian Arrows, for example, is one of the few teams that offers top-level football to a few young players. They offer these youngsters the opportunity to make that transition from youth football to top-level football. But for a country as populated as ours, uh, 20, mm-hmm. 25 youngsters getting that opportunity is simply nowhere near enough. Not enough. Not and, enough. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, irrespective of the size of the league, its quality is going to dip the moment you restrict the number of foreign players. But from a long-term perspective, I think it's important to take that step. As in, you think that the league should be expanded even now? Or, you know, yeah. we should we should look at, you know, first getting the other systems in place, uh, as in get the youngsters more game time, possibly get get the state league stronger, and then expand the league. Because like you rightly said, right mm. now, uh, where does a 19-year-old play if he's mm. not good enough to make the first team? And most 19-year-olds will not be good enough to make the first team at any league in any place in the world. So, mm. they would be reserve leagues, there would be strong state leagues where they can have some game time. Here, uh, what do they do? Yeah, I mean, both can happen in sync because, I mean, as uh-huh. I said, irrespective of the size of the league, I think there is definitely going to be a dip in quality. I think mm. you can still expand the league, but at the same time, you have to make sure that these, the lower levels, uh, you know, these levels are, are, are strengthened. Get, are strengthened, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yeah, Fowler did speak about, you know, some of his players being of I-League standard, and mm. uh, though it was hardly a compliment, but, you know, mm. there have been some 45, 46 players from the I-League who made it to the ISL, because mm. the I-League and, like you said, the Indian Arrows team are possibly the only two places where an ISL team can mm. hope to go and get a player who's somewhat ready. Mm. Now, I understand that uh, most of the players that East Bengal, most of the Indian players that East Bengal co- mm. got, Mm. Where players no ISL team had taken, which is mm. why they were there. And, you know, by the time East Bengal got the green light to play, this season's competition was really late. Mm. And even in a, in, a, in a country which had few players, whatever they were, they were all taken. I mean, mm. be it Yashutosh Mehta, be it Akash uh, Mishra of uh, Hyderabad, be it uh, Rohit Danue also at Hyderabad, you know, they were all taken. Mm. I understand that. My point here is, did they look at the market hard enough. I mean, mm. okay, they did exactly. not know where they would be playing. So, I understand the players that they signed. It would have been an okay I-League team. 
let's say if east bengal not playing the isl and the team that they had signed the 30 odd players that they had signed they had even got a coach from goa it would have been an okay i league team okay mm-hmm. but the point is when sc when sri cement came in mm-hmm. and when you were assured of funds when you knew you were playing the isl mm-hmm. granted most of the players were taken but did you scour the market well enough mm-hmm. what did you do you instead signed jj you mm. signed narayan das you signed devjit uh, mojumdar you signed mm. rana gharami which showed that you were actually looking at players who had isl experience fair mm. enough but did you look at the background jj hasn't been playing for a long time exactly uh, narayan das did not have a very good season i mean after i don't remember him doing well after the asian cup in 2019 mm. did you instead look at you know players such as danish farooq Mm. who was available for real kashmir did you look at ubed the gokulam kerala goalkeeper mm. you know these players would have okay you would have had to pay transfer fees for them but mm. did you make an offer that uh, these clubs wouldn't be able to refuse why did you not look at let's say bikramjit singh who was with mohan bagan last year mm. i understand ashutosh mehta vp suhed these mohan bagan players were taken i understand that shubho ghosh sheik sahil were retained by mohan bagan i understand that but bikramjit singh is playing in uh, in mm. the i league this time mm. if he was available did you make the right kind of offer and also did you like you said we've spoken about the indian arrows did east sc east bengal mm. look at indian arrows aggressively they signed one player they've signed the wide midfielder uh, harman preet singh but mm. look at the kind of football that this youngster tomba singh played yesterday in the little in the time that he was given he was like he was young he was willing to run he was fresh he even took a great left footer so mm. and anybody at arrows would be of a better level you would assume because they they a they play the i league b, b they come through a better system so mm. if a 17 year old tomba singh who's not part of the arrows could mm. come up with a good performance yesterday mm. what kept east bengal from looking at arrows more aggressively i mean i know hindsight is a wonderful thing mm-hmm. but you know why not why not go in for somebody like gurkirat singh who is available as a left back mm-hmm. at arrows mm-hmm. why not try him see mm-hmm. i don't know how they would turn out player recruitment is not an exact science but the point is what would you have been assured of you would have been assured of fit players you would have mm-hmm. been assured of young players you would have been assured of players who are hungry mm-hmm. you know the others who who mm-hmm. may have other problems Yeah, yeah. I mean, I absolutely agree, and uh, I think uh, East Bengal botched their domestic player recruitment. I understand that uh, there wasn't enough time to, you know, look for players. But uh, right. some of their picks have been uh, really surprising. Uh, there were uh, being very kind. Okay, absolutely. And uh, as you said, you pointed out uh, the I League. And thing is, the market is even bigger than that. I mean, for example, there were a lot of players who had dropped down to the second division for a season. Right. For example, right. FC Goa picked up uh, Frankie Buam, who had gone on loan to the second division. So yes. you can always be a bit more clever with your uh, recruitment, and uh, even, you know, even though you don't have time, yes, you're right. Yes, yes. Yeah. and and it's it's not entirely an unprecedented situation. I, I'll give you an yes. example. I mean, twenty thirteen, seven years back, uh, when Bengaluru mm-hmm. FC built their team, they uh, got their Indian contingent together in around two months when Pradeep Reddy was hired yes. to do that job, and uh, yes. you know, obviously, they got. Uh, really good players like sunil chetri robin singh but most of their players were not prominent names in fact some absolutely them, they built the team around sunil chetri you're so yes, right yeah exactly absolutely and, and some of their players uh, they wouldn't even have been playing in the i league uh, had bengaluru True. not picked them up you look at pawan True. kumar malangamba 
Reno Anto, Keegan Pereira, mm-hmm. Darren Caldera, so, so many players, Shyam Hangal, so many of these had, mm-hmm. you know, either fallen off the radar or weren't being considered by other I-League teams. So it's not Absolutely. entirely impossible to build a team in two months. So I feel, yes, you yeah. know, I feel Robbie Fowler wasn't really advised very well in terms of uh, domestic recruitment. And uh, as far as the foreign players are concerned, uh, Fowler brought some players with experience of playing some playing in some highly competitive leagues. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he could have picked two or three players who have uh, played in India before. Uh, not yes, that's very important. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, and not because those players would be of better quality, but because now in this situation where there hasn't been a proper uh, pre-season, you have been living mm-hmm. in a bubble, all these foreign mm-hmm. players have arrived from outside and are having to adjust to a new country, a new culture, Completely. new weather Completely. conditions. So it mm-hmm. is normal if you see some of them taking taking some time. Longer than you, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Taking yes. some time to settle in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the point you make about foreign players, I can think of the first year of the ISL when it was not ATK hmm. Mohan Bagan, but just ATK. Hmm. I mean, like East Bengal now, if I may say, ATK hmm. had an Indian squad that was made to look better hmm. by the likes of Hosami, by hmm. the likes of Borja Fernandez, Oftens Nato, Joffre hmm. Matthew, Fikru. Yeah. You know, they formed the spine of the team. So, Josami would help Ornob Mondol in, in, in central defense. Borja Fernandez was the leader on the pitch. Up front, you had Fikru who had the muscle and the size for goals. And Joffre, Luis Garcia, these people would. So, mm. the point I'm trying to make here is that, you know, with if the foreign players were also right, mm. even in the setup like this, maybe East Bengal would have been better. What has happened, like you said, is because these players have possibly mm. have no experience of how India is, the weather conditions, it is mm. difficult living in a bubble, etc., Hmm. What has happened is they are taking longer than usual to settle down. Hmm. I would say that Pilkington has possibly been the best East Bengal foreigner so far. I mean, he's been consistent. He's worked his socks off. And Magoma was good yesterday. I mean, on Sunday. But hmm. the point is, he has looked apprehensive, if not not inhibited in the hmm. earlier games. And he was responsible for giving away at least one goal against Hyderabad FC. Hmm. Fox, I understand, was injured. And that was a crucial blow because he, he is an important part of the back line. But, hmm. you know, Neville has been ordinary. So, after Pilkington, I would only say that Matty Steinman, who plays in central midfield, has been the most hmm. consistent TV import. And yet, he is no Bora Fernandez. I mean, because hmm. Bora Fernandez would play the short ISL season here and then go back in, and sign... For an La Liga club or a second division club and play there. I mean, immediately after, I think it was in 2016, after he won the ISL with ATK, there were pictures coming out of him chasing Messi because he was playing for Eibar, I think. And Messi was playing for Barcelona. This was a La Liga game. Now, so obviously, maybe Bora Fernandez is an unfair comparison. But the point I'm trying to make here is, you could have done better had the foreigners, like you said, possibly had more experience of India. And... Been yeah. of a of an ability that could form the spine of the team. You need leaders on the pitch. I don't see any leader at East Bengal at this point in time, frankly speaking. Right, and I mean going back to that point about foreign players who have experience of uh, playing in India. Um, I also feel East Bengal could have maybe gone with a coach who has uh, worked in India before and done well. It doesn't always yeah. guarantee you success, uh, but now, especially in a situation like this where you have to build. Um, almost on your entire team from scratch and you have very little time to prepare. 
I think they could have opted for someone who has worked extensively in India. I, I mean, yeah. Fowler, this is not a slight on Fowler. He's done uh, well at Brisbane Roar. Uh, but mm-hmm. this was a completely different challenge uh, simply because of the la- lack of time. And I think Absolutely. that has showed in the first few weeks uh, with uh, Fowler initially saying that he's satisfied with the Indians signed by the club. And then uh-huh. saying that, no, they are of uh, I-League quality. So, mm. you know, a new setup can be challenging in many ways. And uh, Hyderabad FC, for example, were in a uh, similar situation last year. Yeah, they were. I mean, but the only difference is that Hyderabad FC are no East Bengal. You know? yeah. and so, so the kind of pressure, mm. even mm. though they're living in a bubble, the kind of pressure that Fowler is having to deal with the expectations of fans, East Bengal being a hundred year club, a club mm. that used to tour Europe in the 1950s. I mean, there are, mm. you will still find grainy video footage of mm. uh, Venkatesh, the original Venkatesh, mm. scoring in a game against Russia, in, in, against a Russian team and a mm. packed stadium in Moscow. There are black and white footage. He scores of a free kick. Now, this mm. is a team that's seriously, or this is a team that was praised by the English FA. It is a club that has won everything the domestic circuit has to offer. It is a club that has won the ASEAN Cup in 2003. So, so the mm. outside pressure, outside mm. the bubble pressure, if I may, is obviously mm. way more on Fowler than it would have ever been on anybody at Hyderabad FC. I think mm. it's kind of beginning to show because, you know, he his position, if I may say so, is kind of like that of Michael Arteta at another storied club. Mm. But at least there you knew the mm. kind of monumental task that he has taken on at East Bengal, the first time they're going to play in this ISL, you know, the fact mm. that, you know, the, the difficulties about recruitment, etc. are fine, but the supporters are not going to take mm. even a fifth place, seventh place finish kindly, forget about where they are in the league mm. table now. Mm. And, you know, going back to the ex- point that you made about Mm. experience and this is not a slight on Fowler again but going Mm. back to the point you made about experience Mm. or the lack of it you know I think it's possibly that is the reason why it took Fowler Mm. you know given the circumstances short preseason etc little time to check it took him six games to get a lineup that almost fetched a win Mm. before yesterday's game Mm. there was not a single game where East Bengal looked Mm. confident of being able to take points if they would have taken I mean they defended with their lives against Jamshedpur, but that was a game where they had lost Lingdo very early in the game with a red card, and so there was no plan there, just just you know backs mm. to the wall defending. But there mm. was no other game where East Bengal looked mm. like they could win. Yesterday they looked like they could win. Mm. They had problems in defense. They could have taken in more goals, whatever. But at least they had chance. They were creating chances. They're going forward. Mm. So it took him six games mm. to sort of get the team right, and it is possibly because. I don't know. Possibly because he hasn't seen them enough or he doesn't know India enough, the Indian players enough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, absolutely true. And I mean, as they say, uncertainty is the only certainty in a football coach's life. Uh, We have seen uh, Lucien Fabre, uh, Slavin Bilic, Patrick Vieira have been fired in December uh, this month itself. Uh, Yeah, Bilic after a 1-1 draw with Manchester City, no? Exactly, yeah. But yeah, they were in a... Uh, not very comfortable position in the league. Uh, right, West Brom. Right. Uh, but uh, really, I feel, I mean, removing Robbie Fowler now or if the run of ordinary results continue, I think that would harm East Bengal more. Uh, I mean, East Bengal don't really have a relegation battle to worry about in ISL. Yes. And Fowler has a coaching staff that has experience and the management mm. uh, should give him time, you know, to implement his idea and dare I say hunt for uh, players who would do well next season. Uh, 
for it is only then that he should be judged yeah i can't agree more can't agree more really i mean it would make very little sense it would just add to the chaos if if east bengal now thought of changing coaches but that said you know the pressure on him continues to mount and till east bengal get at least a couple of wins under their belt it's going to stay that way see you next time then this was an episode of kicks for free do like and follow us on @htsmartcast on facebook instagram and twitter and write to us at podcast@hindustantimes.com you can also follow us on our twitter handles at dhimanht and at bhargav sharma you can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast